Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Money. Yeah. Money, 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 money. Money. What's going on, Daniel? We're shaking. Cruising I, through summer. What? I've noticed you're wearing a new bracelet. Tell me about that. This is I a am. new. This is a new um, feature on your person. Father's Day gift. Nice. From the kids. I liked silver on you. It's silver and it's plain. It's it's I'm uh, not a gold guy. Even the wedding ring. You're not a gold guy. No, not a gold bug. I like not silver. Here. <laughs> not here. I like the silver. It's good. Yeah. It's a it's a single bracelet thing. Yep. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how from to the wife, it. from the uh, wife, from the kids, from the kids. So via somebody the in via the wife. Yeah, somebody in uh, <laughs> the kindergartner's family, or no, somebody I'm not in the kindergartner's. At you. I thought of something else. School or class or something runs a jewelry shop. I don't know. Really, I don't know the whole story behind it, but one of the other families or kids in school has it. So it's they not wanted Savani to, silver, is it? No, I oh. don't think so. They wanted to get it for me for Father's Day, and then the rest of the family has one too. So it's like a family. Oh, thing. very nice, like heart. Like connect guess, the hearts. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Looks good on you. Thanks. It's a lot classy. of guys can't pull off the bracelet. Really? Yeah. Just stop. Just don't just wear fifteen new starting rings. Starting there, and then you go. To earring. Oh yeah. Single earring. Oh boy. Like the dangly. The dangly. Why don't you go where it starts spacing it out? Oh. That's gotta hurt. It's no. gotta hurt. Doesn't just hurt. Just over time. Mm. Yeah. You just kind of put one in, then that doesn't. A little yeah. larger. I thought about that back in the day. Really? Like in high school. Because it was all the rage back then. And then you would have... Really glad that didn't work out. Yeah. That would have been awkward in Like, meetings. what do you do in your we 40s and 50s if you choose a career line that, like, gaping holes I'm sure in your, you your could, lobes? I'm sure you could get it. Unstretch your lobes? No. You could probably get them snipped and whatever. <laughs> put back or something. I'm sure there's a cosmetic thing to reverse I'm sure, that. but that's commitment. That is commitment. And the older boy, bless his soul, is preparing for his career. College? Carnival. You gotta be proud. Oh, yeah. Anyways, okay, how do we get on lobes? <laughs> wow. I want to tell you what my Father's Day gift was. This is, this, this is, uh, this is a good uh, indication of my love language. So um, I was out of town until Sunday mid-morning, rolled right back into town about 10 a.m. on Sunday, uh, and my wife and kids had weeded the garden. That was their Father's Day present to me. Nice. Like, it was fantastic. You, like, pull the weeds? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I was... Really not looking forward to sure because you just run taking up Sunday a miles. yeah and I was like I have got to weed this garden and the weather was nice and I was like I'm gonna go home and my buddy was staying I was like hey we're gonna weed the garden today and <laughs> cross training like, that sounds terrible but anyways I came home and my son said oh dad let's go look at the garden and it was completely weeded it was awesome nice my garden's slacking this year it's not great why uh, I fertilizer? I made some mistakes. I don't even want to tell you what they were. They were just awful. So it's not this brutally hot weather. Well, that's not helping for sure. But uh, no, I didn't plant the tomatoes far enough in the ground. I didn't snip the leaves and oh put them gosh. deep. I know. This is interesting. You know where it's probably not brutally hot? <sighs> where? Minnesota. Minnesota. Mitch from Minnesota. What do you got? D-I-Y. 
Howdy, Daniel and Quinn. My name is Mitch from Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes. My wife and I are in our mid-30s with three active young boys who love the water. Our dream is to have a family cabin. We've tried to be diligent savers with about $550,000 in retirement, $125,000 in brokerage accounts, and $75,000 in the boys' college funds. A mortgage of $280,000 is our only debt, and my annual income is around $170,000. Starter cabins are about $300,000, and we know sweat equity of projects would be needed. We had offset expenses some with renting it a few weeks a year as a vacation rental. Throughout your episodes, I've heard you loud and clear about needing to save enough. Should we even be considering this dream? I need to stop maximizing my annual retirement savings and use some of our brokerage funds for the down payment. I'd really love to get your take on this. Found the podcast on iTunes last summer, and it's been great to listen to. Really appreciate your insights. All right, Mitch. I've thought a lot about this question because you're in a unique situation in your mid-30s, and you're, and you're looking at kind of a second home. That's usually, I'm not saying it's you know, always this way, but that's usually a later stage life sort of thing. You know, we're retired now and we want to, you know, we want to get a beach house or we want to whatever. And I, it makes perfect sense why you're looking at that because you have three active young boys and you want to take advantage of this and, and go spend time at the lake and you want to do all the rest of this stuff. So, um, it all makes perfect sense to me. I would, however, uh, alter your mindset from it being a second home to it being an investment and part of your investment portfolio. And I think the reason I say that is that would you, and you probably will keep it if the kids move on or whatever, and that's fine, but you have enough time in your mid-30s for this to potentially pay off as a very sound investment maybe rental, maybe building the sweat equity and, and ultimately it goes up in value over time or whatever it may be. And it could actually be a, a another leg in your retirement planning stool. So I would, I would ask, and, and I don't know anymore. I mean, I really appreciate all the details that you gave about your personal situation, but I, I don't need to know any you know I don't need to know anything about oh what would the mortgage be what would the taxes and insurance be and all the rest of this stuff that would be something you have to calculate but I would ask that you calculate that and look at that as a business opportunity an investment opportunity if you cannot justify it as an investment opportunity then I think you're running the risk of of bringing forward some of your retirement goals and therefore delaying your retirement. If it, if it can't be justified as an investment, I think then ultimately you're doing is taking money from your investment pools, you're creating debt, um, and you know, you're setting yourself up for potential difficulties in the future. If, however, you can strike a happy medium and say, well, we can buy something, we have the wherewithal to improve it, make it nice, and maybe you don't use it as much as you wanted. Maybe there's a happy medium that it's rented out a little bit more, you know, that July 4th weekend that you'd love to go to the lake, but it's also a peak rental season. Maybe it's rented that weekend and you you take the other weekends or something along those lines. But again, I would look and evaluate it 
from a business perspective, an investment perspective. And if it is such and it makes sense, then move forward with it. If you can't justify it from an investment perspective, uh, I think a camper is probably in your future. Even that, it's a stretch, camper. Well, but it's certainly a lot easier, a lot better than, you know, a home. Yeah. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. So if you're taking money out of your, I like this philosophy, because if you're taking money out of your brokerage account investments, assuming that you haven't just been storing it there for the purpose of spending this early in life. So, I mean, there's always the possibility you were just saving extra with the this being the goal for that money, but uh, more than likely you were saving additional funds in a brokerage account thinking it's kind of for the future, uh, long dated. So if you're moving those from an investment account into this property, then yeah, I would agree. Look at it like an investment and go, you know, it is it going to perform in the ballpark of what your other investments would perform? Obviously it's not going to perform exactly because you're going to actually get use out of the, uh, the property and some enjoyment and so forth. Uh, but getting some type of cash flow and, and and things like that out of the property would be very helpful. I would say in addition to that, really run the numbers on what you need to be putting into your retirement accounts uh, for retirement planning. I think one of the things that I often see when it comes down to people doing financial plans is the idea is maxing out the retirement accounts. More is always better. So there's a maximum there. Why not just totally max it out? And the fact is, is that uh, some people can potentially be oversaving for retirement when they actually have other life goals as well that they would like to fund. And so running that number and trying to get a grasp on uh, your financial plan, what you need for a basic retirement and then saving outside of that and or uh, utilizing that for other business opportunities or things like this, places that you'd have equity. I'm not saying, you know, go blow it on a you know $100,000 car or something like that. But if you're using that wisely for other areas of life, uh, that can then produce fruits in the future. Why not? I think it has to, yeah, it has to be looked at like an investment for sure. And you can even quantify, is it going to, you know, not save money necessarily, but offset the money you might be spending if you rent a cabin there? I don't know. Or maybe you do have a camper that you'd be selling uh, that you've been using at the at the lake or you know, whatever yeah. it may be. But if it's, but if you go down this rabbit hole of, well, we get that, and then we're going to need to buy a boat, and then we're going to do this. I mean, again, it's a, it, it's okay. It might work, but please understand, and you have to run the numbers and be okay that you are delaying maybe retirement or your retirement goals in the future. Yeah, I would run a spreadsheet because I like spreadsheets of uh, buying the property. Uh, what that looks like, adding any rental income, adding in you know typical maintenance for a cabin at least one to two percent of the purchase price and annual maintenance and upkeep, and then the additional sweat equity versus you know uh, renting as much as you want to go out there uh, or as much as you probably would uh, in sort of another area of the spreadsheet and seeing kind of the cash flow effect of that over the course of you know multiple years and so forth. But yeah, I think. Once you buy any purchase like this that's big like or hobby that you get into. Yep. Once you make the initial purchase, then there's the add-ons and not just the maintenance, but just the general other stuff. So just understanding that going on, I think, is going to be important and very helpful. Have the detail because I don't think they have exactly 10,000 likes in Minnesota. <laughs> there's probably uh, a numerator there or a final number that's missing. So get down to the actual number. There you go. Great, great question. Good luck with that, Mitch. Thanks so much for uh, sending us that question. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. 
Uh, all Mitch did was send us an audio clip through his phone to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.